Over the course of the summer here at Church on the Corner, we studied through the book of James, and uh, it was a deeply challenging book on many levels. Um, and as a result of that, we uh, wanted to uh, learn four things, four aspects of our uh, community here that uh, we needed to be just much better at, um, that we needed to learn more about and to focus on more. And the first of those is prayer. Now, if um, I was to ask you about what aspect of your Christian life you were most self-conscious about, perhaps what you felt most guilty about, I think there's a fair chance that you would say prayer. I think my experience has been that I've been told many times that I should be praying, that praying is very important. But um, uh, it was a long time before anybody taught me to pray. Um, we're often told that prayer is a discipline, and I think there's some truth in that. There's a real value to being disciplined when it comes to prayer. But many of us aren't disciplined people, um, and um, uh, it's a shame that we have to see prayer that way. Um, uh, prayer doesn't need to be any more a discipline than spending time with our closest friend is a discipline. Uh, it is, in fact, a joy. It's a, uh, uh, one of the things that is most precious to us. And certainly in the midst of these lives that we lead, particularly for those of us living in London who, who often feel under a lot of pressure, who often feel that our lives are manic and we often feel stretched very thin. Well, we need to learn to pray. pray prayer is a, a source of peace. It's a, a blessing, a, a way to be centred and um, uh, to have perspective on life. It's a source of refreshment and of joy. And um, we, should, uh, we should be learning to be prayerful people, even if for no better reason than we need it. It's really good for us. I often feel like many of us are sort of spiritually starving um, and I think part of the problem is is our uh, lack of prayer. It's, um, it's as unnecessary as a, as a man living by the sea who is starving because he's never learned to fish. We are spiritually starving because we simply haven't learned to spend time with God and to find that nourishment that comes from that. Now the truth is that prayer doesn't require words. Uh, John Bunyan once said that um, it's better to uh, uh, better in prayer to have a heart without words than words without a heart. And I think many of us really benefit from just spending time in silence um, in God's presence. But um, uh, uh, words do matter. And um, you remember the story when uh, Jesus' disciples came to him and asked him to teach them to pray having watched him and his life of prayer, uh, he taught them, and he taught them to pray like this. He said, um, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, and deliver us from evil. The Lord's Prayer is a beautiful prayer and one that I've often fallen back on when I struggle to pray anything else. Um, it is, uh, uh, but it's not just a, a prayer to be prayed, it's, uh, it's a model for our prayer and something for us to learn from. And it's a very different model of prayer to the one which I think I um, uh, learnt in my early life as a Christian. Um, often Christian prayer is thought to be about um, asking for things, about intercession. We pray for things that are happening, things that we've got to do. We sort of commit events um, and uh, our days to God. Um, and it's that process of intercession. But intercession is only a, a small part of what prayer means. So we're going to let this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, uh, uh, teach us what prayer looks like. And, and we want to learn to pray like Jesus did.
Now, the first thing to recognise is that um, uh, Jesus' prayer is uh, profoundly God-focused. And uh, this is often in contrast to the sort of prayers that we pray. Uh, we're very good at praying for um, uh, our own needs and the things that are important to us. Whereas the process of praying that Jesus teaches is, um, uh, 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 is a focus on God. Um, and I would say that that is the first and primary purpose of uh, prayer. Uh, it is to become God-focused people. It is to turn our hearts and minds to the character and purposes of God. It is to become kingdom people, pursuing his agenda, not our own. Looking through his eyes, seeing his values and priorities and acting as he acts. Listen again to what Jesus said. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. The first and most significant aspect of prayer that we need to learn is that it is a process of lifting our eyes for our own lives and our own small vision and um, uh, seeing as God sees, uh, becoming focused on his kingdom and his purpose. And um, uh, it's an important but also a hugely liberating um, uh, thing to do. Um, we often get very knotted up in our own lives and our own problems and issues. And uh, this aspect of prayer lifts us out of that little morass that we get ourselves into and allows ourselves to see uh, ourselves as part of such uh, a bigger picture. Uh, we are, of course, only a small part, but that's a really good thing for us to learn in itself. But we are a significant part in God's great plan. And uh, our lives take their place in the unveiling of his kingdom. And our prayer should be shaped by uh, that kingdom which we are part of building. So the first thing about prayer is that we are to become God-focused people. We are to become kingdom people. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The second part of it is this beautifully little formed sentence which seems to sum up um, all of our needs, all of the things that we spend so much time praying about. Uh, I think are summed up in this phrase, uh, give us today our daily bread. And uh, I think I would throw into that as well the next line, which is, and forgive us our sins. These two lines are a recognition of our daily dependence on God. And um, Jesus is teaching us to recognise um, that it is God who provides even the most basic things. The things that we take for granted, perhaps if we work and earn our money and uh, pay all our bills, it's very easy for us to think that um, all of those basic aspects of life, well, we're managing and uh, frankly, that's a problem to us because we take on all of that responsibility, that sense of our own uh, fighting to survive and uh, doing our jobs. Um, we think is our doing and we pray for the other things that are out of control. But Jesus teaches us to uh, recognise that it is God who provides even those basic things. That money which comes into your bank account every week or every month is God's blessing to you. That manna from heaven, that daily provision. We are people who are grateful Grateful for the small things. And uh, recognising that God is faithful in sustaining us day by day and providing those basic things is um, a really valuable thing for us to do. It changes our perspective from thinking that God um, uh, maybe doesn't answer our prayers or is somehow distant and uh, uh, helping us to recognise his daily provision and care for us. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. That second part is also really important um, because it's uh, tied up in this recognition that, um, that we fail day by day. Um, our lives are not uh, um, 
the experience of uh, living holy, godly lives the whole time and then occasionally falling short, but a daily experience of falling short of God's purposes for us and falling back on his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness. So the second thing about prayer is this uh, learning to depend on God day by day, both for uh, the basic provisions of our lives and for his grace, for his mercy, which sustains us. Um, it reminds me of that old saying that says, um, uh, count your blessings. Um, and um, uh, that's what we're doing. We're learning to pray by counting the, the blessings that God has poured out upon us, both uh, in terms of provisions and in terms of his mercy. Now, the third thing is uh, tied into this phrase uh, where Jesus says, um, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. But it's also rooted into the um, really important fact that uh, it get, often gets overlooked with this prayer. And that is that, uh, if you look, this whole prayer is plural. Our Father, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who uh, sin against us. The third aspect of prayer is that um, uh, it is not designed as an individual activity. It is a corporate activity. And I have a suspicion that one of the reasons why uh, we all struggle so much with prayer is that somewhere down the line, it became an individual activity. It became about uh, me praying to God alone. And actually it's not. It's a corporate activity. Activity. Um, as that is, in fact, our relationship with God. We are not um, called to an individual relationship with God. We're called into the people of God. And uh, this church community that we're a part of, um, that is the main focus of our relationship with God. We have an individual relationship with God uh, uh, as a result of that. But um, uh, the primary thing is our corporate relationship with God and our corporate prayer. And I think a really important aspect of the way that we're going to learn to pray is that we're going to learn to pray together. In fact, this, um, uh, this corporate um, aspect of our relationship with God um, is, of course, uh, of primary importance. Um, if you think of uh, the greatest commandment that Jesus spoke of, it was to love God and to love your neighbour as yourself. And Jesus says that the process of um, uh, asking forgiveness of God should also be the process of asking uh, yourself to forgive those who've sinned against you. It's a process of reconciliation. And uh, for communities to work, there needs to be this kind of uh, reconciliation taking place. There needs to be this kind of forgiveness because we do uh, wrong one another. We do wind one another up. And uh, our natural response is to walk away and to put uh, barriers up. But uh, Jesus says that uh, you must learn to forgive other people uh, in the same way that God forgives you. Our relationship with God is nurtured not simply by us spending time as individuals with God, but um, as we nurture our community here together. This process of building church um, is the process of having a relationship with God. It is not an individual activity. It is a corporate one. So Jesus tells us that we need to learn to pray together. And so the final point comes from these two lines um, where Jesus says, lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. The final thing that we need to learn about prayer is that it's an activity of um, humility and of submission. It is um, a, a willingness to stand under the authority of God's rule in our lives, um, recognising that it is he who is sovereign over the whole earth, and it is he who uh, is able to deliver us from temptation and from evil. The resource that we need um, in order to live godly lives in uh, this broken world is God himself.
not us, with all of our willpower and our discipline, um, uh, the resource which will uh, get us through the daily reality of, um, of temptation and evil is um, uh, a submission to God and to his purposes for our lives. So there is, um, there's Jesus' model for prayer. Um, uh, four things. First is that it's a, a process of becoming God-focused kingdom uh, people. Secondly, it's a recognition of his uh, provision, um, uh, even for the most basic aspects of our life, and a gratitude in that. Um, uh, thirdly, uh, this process of, um, of a, a, a communal relationship with God and of reconciliation with one another. And fourthly, a submission and a humility to uh, God's purposes in this world and uh, in our lives. Now, what does this look like? Well, there isn't any one model, and in fact, um, uh, I think we need to be learning from lots of different models of prayer and lots of different people who are um, uh, you know, deeply experienced uh, prayers. Um, but when I was um, a curate, when I'd just been ordained and went to my first job out in uh, West London, um, and uh, my vicar said, um, okay, eight o'clock, Monday morning, in church, we'll start there. And uh, when I arrived, I was presented with a rather complicated book, um, which was um, uh, uh, the, the prayer book of the Church of England. And um, uh, four days a week, uh, we met in church, and um, we, we prayed the Anglican morning prayer. And uh, I started off you know, slightly confused by it, and uh, often slightly uh, resenting it. But over time, I came to find in it a, a richness and um, a resource of prayer which uh, my own personal efforts of prayer had never really touched. And it did all of these things that we've been talking about from the Lord's Prayer. Primarily the thing that I value about it is that it is um, uh, God-focused, it is kingdom-focused. And praying Anglican morning prayer is a, uh, something that I find lifts my sights and sets my eyes uh, on the bigger picture of God's kingdom rather than on my own little problems. I find in it a, a, a peace and a recognition of God's character and his love and his goodness, which um, uh, I find a real blessing and a fantastic way to start the day. If you want to try uh, praying Anglican Morning Prayer, you can find it on the um, church website. There's a, a, a link to morning prayer and also to uh, evening prayer and uh, night prayer. Um, also, uh, I've printed out some uh, um, uh, prayer sheets for evening prayer that um, uh, we're going to be trying praying together and um, and I hope that, um, that if you give this a try and you find um, that it's a it's a rich combination of um, uh, old liturgy of um, Bible prayers and Bible readings and um, uh, words of real wisdom I hope you find a, a resource which will kind of shape and inform your praying uh, for me it is a structure which uh, sets me free uh, from the sense of responsibility of trying to work out um, uh, what I ought to pray and uh, allows me to do the, the, the thing of, of, of spending time with God. It sets my heart and uh, uh, eyes upon him, and I really value it for that. You can um, uh, download a copy of it, again, off the uh, church website, and uh, we're going to be trying, perhaps, uh, praying this together in home groups too. The one of the possibility is that um, uh, if it's working for lots of us, then um, I'd like us to be uh, praying it together during the week. Uh, it would be great if we could actually get together perhaps on a weekday morning and um, and, and do morning prayer. Or, and even if that's not possible, how about a, a situation where um, we send out a text message or an email and uh, we all pray it together wherever we are. Anyway, there's some thoughts on prayer. 
Um, please be uh, thinking about it more and maybe try out this, um, uh, this morning and evening prayer and see if you find it, as I do, a, a, a really good resource um, and uh, something which enables me to spend time with God.